Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast, an unofficial Sex and the City podcast, hosted by Paige Clarno and Joe Daniel Montalongo. You switched it up! I'm gonna keep switching it up for as long as I remember. That's what being bisexual is all about, right? Ah! Got him. Got it. Hello, welcome everybody. Ooh, that's a good pwn you got there. Thanks. Paige just let her hair mm-hmm. down, but it was like a fake let it down. Cause like, because there was another. It, yeah, she had it in a pony. pony, and then she had it like in a, or she had it in a bun, and then she took out the bun with one like rubber band, and then <laughs> she dropped it, and she has a high pwn right now. Mm. Oh my god. And Ariana grande it up. Who is she? Shout, I love it. Actually, like, Mac. I really love it. <laughs> yeah? Yes. I will leave it. Mm. That's cute. Hi, welcome yeah. everybody to I Couldn't Help a Podcast. Hey. What's up? What's going on? What's the dealio? So what's um relationship update? Relationship update. How's Mr. Wright? <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. My boyfriend's last name is Wright. And I love it. And it's disgusting. Because <laughs> then he's like, I'm Mr. Wright. <laughs> and I'm like, uh. Mm. Yeah, worse. but if he says it, it's not funny. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, oh, Mr. Wright. <laughs> and I'm like, it's still not funny. It's funny when I say it. <laughs> uh, we're doing super good. Um, I got him this four foot f- eight teddy bear. The one from Costco? I don't know where it's from. You got it for him, but you don't know where it's from? Did you it get it out of a dumpster? It was gifted to me, and I oh. re-gifted it. Okay, that's As fair. one does, because I was like, you know who can actually use this? My boyfriend. <laughs> and he loves it. We went to Cute. breakfast, and uh, someone was taking my car to go get fixed while I was at work so they dropped me off because we were going to have breakfast before I went to work they dropped me off and I was going to take this big teddy bear I was like I'm going to embarrass the fuck out of him (laughs) that's my favorite thing to do embarrass him and then so I'm at the restaurant I put my name down I have this giant teddy bear and he walks in I'm like look this is yours and then I make him carry it everywhere and then we have to get (laughs) we can't sit at the counter where we usually sit because of the bear so we have to get this giant booth to fit this (laughs) humongous bear and the bear bear will have a coffee (laughs) everybody came by and they're like does he want anything (laughs) and I'm like this was funny like the first 16 times (laughs) can I get more water I'm actually parched though (laughs) also I love your guys' restaurant thank you so much shout out to the cup cafe I love you guys cute I'm gonna get married there okay to myself not to tell okay good so I was worried for a minute no (laughs) he's not old enough to drink he ain't old enough to get married (laughs) (laughs) true (laughs) <laughs> Lesson learned, everybody. If you ain't old enough to drink, you can't drink your styles away when you're married. So wait. Boom. Boom. Um, but yeah, we're super cute. We're super great. I love him. He named the teddy bear LaBob. LaBob. Capital L, lowercase a, capital B, lowercase o, lowercase b. LaBob. Love it. I hate it. But I'm like, <laughs> it's one of those things I'm like, I hate it. I want more. I was trying to be supportive. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're such a fake friend. I'm such a good fake friend. You're a good fake friend. I'm fake. Because like, you're fake to be good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's chaotic good. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you? Relationship update. I'm sorry. Um, this is rude. <laughs> relationship update. Um, well, I still don't have tonsils, and that's getting better. Do you want mine? No. I don't want anyone's. <laughs> ever. What like, I'm only... I'm literally only going to date guys that have had their tonsils out. Like, this is how... This, this this is how serious I am about it. <laughs> like That's I don't wild. Want, I don't want to do anything with anyone who has tonsils. Why? Oh my god, because it's so nice having them out. 
and like just being able to like breathe and sleep like i i don't i still don't sleep through the night but oh my god when i do sleep it's like i'm dead it's so yes. great it's so great is it all I the love. drugs you're on no i'm not on any drugs anymore <gasps> You guys have left over? I've been drug free since '83. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> um, I do. I do have left. I have my my super big gulp <laughs> right over there. I'm like, Jesus. I'm I'll fine. leave you a couple just in case you're feeling pain. I'm gonna take that home. <laughs> no, it's just getting really uncomfortable. I did have my follow up appointment with my ENT though. Um, he uh walked into the appointment in jeans and a wife beater. Yes. And it was really weird because, like, when I first met him, he was in, like, this nice shirt and, like, khakis and just very, like, decent and respectful and very, like, sweet. So I was like, oh, he's like a daddy. Like, he's so cute. Like, thanks for taking care of me. You're great. You're sweet. And then he walked in and just, like, a wife beater and some jeans. And I was like, oh, that's a different kind of daddy. Holy shit balls, Holy man. Holy shit balls. Yeah, like he was and he was like touching my neck and telling me about like the muscles and how they're still gonna be a little tense <sighs> and like how like the number nine is connected to the number ten and like touching like where like the referred pain to my ear was getting and stuff and I was like, I am not at the right <laughs> spot in my cycle for you to be fucking with me like this? <laughs> Why am I attracted to my ENT? <laughs> Especially the white trash version. That's so weird. I don't want it. I'm like, oh, that's creepy. Okay. Yes, daddy, I do. Yeah. And I mean, for a minute there, it was getting like so hot and heavy. He's like, do you have any questions for me? And I still wanted to be like, how long before I can give a decent blowjob? You <laughs> should have. Be that person. I couldn't do it because he was super actually attractive. And I was like, out to drink. Fuck <gasps> Let's send him flowers and a chocolate. Like, thank you so much for taking care of me. Let me take care of you. Dinner. Oh, boom. No, he's too old for me. I can't do the. It's. Mm-mm. He's like. Like four, I'm he's like forty-seven. That's nothing. Oh, that's un, that's too far for I. That's nothing. No, I don't like it. It's icky. That's fair for you. Is it he can't. open to males? Um, I had didn't ask him, but I'm fairly certain that he is married. That didn't answer my question. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, I didn't uh, ask about his relationship status. He's okay. not on the podcast. I don't care. All right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if I can get it in. I don't know. I will get you his number. Thank you very much. You're Private welcome. number, please. You're I don't want the, like, pedestrian number. You don't want Liz and scheduling. <laughs> Is she hot? I don't know. I never met her. I have... Me and one of my coworkers, who's also a close friend of mine, super cool. I love her. We have been going through this phase where we really, really, really miss women. Because, like, we're both in relationships with guys. Mm. And we're... it's We love it. Fantastic. We love them. Whatever. Our true love. Anyways. <laughs> and... Like, we went out last night, and then we were just, like, staring at all these hot girls, and we're like, I miss women. Women are so pretty. They're so tender. I know, we're cute. I want stuff. (laughs) Sad. So I can fuck with Liz. Liz, holler at me. Liz and scheduling. My extension's number 23. (laughs) Oh, she's young. It's hashtag 23. (laughs) Pound sign. (laughs) It's tic-tac-toe 23. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) <laughs> so, all right. Well, that is our relationship status. So we should get right into this super depressing episode. I liked it. I loved it, but it is a little like it's got a lot of heavy themes, and I got a lot to say about it. So, like the Leonardo DiCaprio Jesus. <laughs> you can take that one. Ooh, I'll take it. I'll take it. 
Um, so it is, uh, we are in season two, episode four, Four Women in a Funeral. What? It's episode five. Is it episode five? No, it's not. See? Four Women in a Funeral is five. No. That's a five. Is it five? It's also the fifth one down. I'm so sorry. I fecked it. You fecked yeah. it. I swear to God. It's... So we're in Anyways. season two, episode five. Apparently it's episode five. Four Women in a Funeral is the name of the episode. Um, and... Yeah, I totally. <laughs> yeah, didn't, I just. I, I just realized that I don't have the the, the synopsis, so uh, I'm just I'm rolling with this shit. Oh I man, did not, I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad at this. Well, okay, my like off the cuff synopsis is uh, a New York. Um, <laughs> God damn it. You're laughing at me. I'm going to get an improv, I swear to God. No, I'm not. You're better than um, I am. Go for it. Here, I'm All right, so. space. Play with it. Stop it. <laughs> Fashion designer Javier has died. <gasps> and they go to his funeral where um, Charlotte uh, picks up a dude. Um, and while they're grieving... Miranda is buying a new apartment and grappling with the fact that she might be alone for the rest of her life. Huh? Yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad. That was yeah. good. Yeah. Let's get into it. All right. So it starts out at Javier's funeral um, where Charlotte and Carrie are in black and semi-respectful. Carrie is in a black dress that has a slit all the way up high. Slutty. Like that goes slit to slit. Super slutty, also super hot. Not appropriate for a funeral, super appropriate for a cocktail party. But also hot. Also hot. Um, And Samantha decides to to go in a Javier original that's been marked up, which I thought was completely stupid. Like, why did you buy that? Deliberately to go to his... What's wrong with you? And if he was your friend, why didn't you have something already in your closet? Um... I don't have any of your writing on my bookshelf, and you're my friend. Yeah, but you wouldn't bring writing to if I was a co- like if I was a designer of clothing, you would have had something if you were my true friend. And if you didn't have something, then you shouldn't be at my funeral. They're celebrities; they're not real friends. <laughs> I didn't think it was appropriate, but whatever everyone else did, because everyone else came in a Javier original, so clearly we are all in the the wrong for that. Um, And I thought that was totally garbage. Um, And Charlotte is feeling like she needs to blend in with everybody. And so she asks to um, borrow Samantha's hat, which is giant floppy. It should be on a beach somewhere. I want to be on that beach, too. I want to be underneath that hat, Mm. sitting next to Miley Cyrus in Malibu singing. Yep. Um, And I love it. So the, the heir apparent to Javier's fashion throne is his sister, um, who's super fabulous and all like Donatella Versace'd out, which apparently she wasn't the week before. Um, and she talks about Javier House because Javier overdosed on heroin because of course he did. Because of course he did. And we, I don't understand this, and I want to ask you this: Why do you think we, as like humans, feel the need to always do something with a quote-unquote senseless tragedy like overdosing? Here's the thing. <laughs> If you're on a flat surface level with other people, no one can see you. If you're then giving a podium to stand upon, your message is a little bit clearer. 
unfortunately, that podium is not a podium. That podium is on the backs of people who have lost their lives. But if you have a point to prove or something to gain from it, you will step on those corpses, stand taller than everybody else, <laughs> and make an announcement. I knew you wouldn't let me down with that craziness. Okay. I'm here for it. Listen, I love you. I'm really in tune with like social commentary and like metaphors. Like I'm really good at it. Like it's really great. So I'm here for you. See, I just yeah. I personally, see, I take the other road where I'm like, okay, yes, he died of a heroin overdose, so what can we do about it as a society to be better? Stop using heroin. Stop it. Like, not everything needs to mean something. That bothers me. Like, that everyone will jump on that train and his death needs to mean something. I'm like, you know, maybe he died happy. Maybe he liked heroin. Even if he liked heroin a little too much, like... He went he d- out. He died doing what he loved. There it is. Heroin. <laughs> I'm going to die of Raising Cane's. <laughs> die of chocolate chip cookies. I'm Actually, I'm going to um, die at Texas Roadhouse, not going to lie. Thank God. I, we need to go to Texas Roadhouse. I'm always in for Texas Roadhouse. Next. I'm going to get a 22-ounce prime rib medium mm. with a side of mashed potatoes loaded but no bacon. Yes. And also their steak fries three sides of ranch and then also they have this special during the week that you can order ribs as a side piece and that's what i'm gonna do and it's gonna be six ribs that steak two potatoes and a water with lemon because i'm trying to watch my figure (laughs) that sounds so amazing i will be your side piece But yeah, it's always so interesting when people choose to do it because I feel like for the most part, a lot of people do do it because it's brought into a limelight where then people can be like, oh, because of this, let's talk about this. Let's have this conversation. Mm -hmm. So like when Sandy Hook happened, everyone decided to have a conversation about guns and guns violence and gun rights and how we need to be more restrict or we need to have stricter gun laws and things like that because that's what's in the mainstream. Mm -hmm. So then if you have something to push forward, you're a little bit louder now because you have that floor. Mm -hmm. I don't always agree with it, but also I don't know, I don't know how not to agree with it because people are like, don't use this time to promote something. I'm like, when, well, when would you? When would, yeah. And I mean, that's fair. I think everything has its place, but I feel like we're getting into the point in society where everything has to mean something. Listen, I'm so done with marches. Mm-hmm. I am very done with marches. I am too. So much. Like, I am a person who's like, I, if you believe in something, you get out there and go for it. I'm like, but if we march for every single fucking thing. Right. We're getting our fitness in, which is super exciting. But also, yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what march is happening Like anymore. my Yeah, my Fitbit's super excited because I'm getting my steps in. But, like, otherwise, like, what are we stepping towards? Anyway, that was my social commentary. So they're at the funeral and... Um, Charlotte is wearing the hat, which, you know, because it is floppy and beachy, flies off of her head and into a close-by headstone, which just happens to be the headstone of this dude's wife. Ned. Ned. Ned the widower. Ned the widower, who immediately is like, oh, yes, this is my wife. And she immediately is like, you know, oh, I'm so sorry. Did you guys have kids? And he says no, and she's immediately like, well, I'm on board, motherfucker. (laughs) Well, my ovaries are still alive. And he pushes it so hard, like, right off the bat that I'm like, wow, like, having your dead wife as your wingman is pretty insane. Like, you literally hang out at maybe any gravestone and just pick up chicks. I was very confused, (laughs) and we'll get to that later, just (laughs) because what I thought was going on was not what was happening, Mm. but also it was... 
I don't know if it was worse, but it was still really shitty. Yeah. So we're let's put a pin in that. We'll put a pin in that later. Um, meanwhile, Miranda is looking at a fabulous and for New York enormous apartment. Um, that's an enormous apartment anywhere. Like that's bigger than my house. That's yeah. That's big. That's super big. And everyone keeps reminding her that it's too big for a single person. Yeah, and the like, boyfriend may be moving in. No, it's just me. Like so much so that it gets annoying. And this is where that I I'm I'm gonna be upset. I'm not letting it happen right now. But just the like my note is basically Miranda. Just me should be enough. It should be enough. For it people. is enough. People are garbage. Yeah. She is enough. I don't want to be like, oh, it should be enough. No, it is enough. It is enough. People are Everyone just garbage. Everyone should be accepting that it is enough, that it is fine. Um, and so after the the funeral, because grief makes you do dumb shit, uh, Carrie calls up Big, who answers, by the way. He wasn't screening his calls. He was also surprised that it was her calling. And I'm surprised. <laughs> I like I literally my my note is grief makes you redo stupid men. Oh god, yes. <laughs> Ooh, drop, okay. Got my pen. That's how upset I am about that. Like Paige just threw a pen across the room. <laughs> was not that bad. Grief makes but, you redo dumb men. Yeah, grief makes you redo stupid men. And I don't understand why just because the fact that she's like grappling with her own mortality that she would go back to the last relationship that she had that she thinks can make work again. Why do women do this? Challenges? Successes? Because they always think that they can fucking fix... Fix people! Fuck! Why do they they do that? They also mentioned that in the rest of this episode when Charlotte's talking Mm -hmm. to everyone about Ned, the widower, and they're like, "Uh, you don't like him, you're a rebound, and this is a project for you, as have been several of the men that Charlotte has hooked up with. People are not projects. You can help people. Mm-hmm. You can help people as much as you want to. You cannot fix people. Yeah. You cannot. And people who are solely or who are with people for solely for the sake of fixing them as projects to make yourself feel better, I want you to get help elsewhere because that is one, really should you do to the other person. Two, really should you do to yourself. And three, that's a way to dehumanize someone else. Because you're, they're a project, they're an objective, they are a challenge, they are not a human being. See, and I, I agree, but I also don't think that everyone is that cognizant that that's what they're doing. Yes. Um, I, I know that there are plenty of, like, friends that I have, relationships that I have had, where I have not overtly thought, oh, I can fix them. Like, they're a carburetor. Like... I just think, gosh, I just need to, I just, I need to help them along and be a good friend and say, you know, I'm, you know, just gently guiding you in this direction. Like you would be super awesome if you would just ABC, like, and that's not a hard thing to do. And like, I, I get it into my head that that's me being a good friend and not necessarily me trying to change somebody. Right. And I don't know that a lot of people legitimately will go into something and say oh my gosh i can fix them this is gonna be great like we're gonna get together and i'm just going to be like you're wonderful you don't need anxiety and they're gonna be like i'm cured like you know that doesn't happen but speaking of real quick i'm really Mm -hmm. sorry lady gaga released a song called the cure and Mm -hmm. it was my love will cure you or fix you or something 
mm. and I'm not a love you along the way. I get what she was going for. I hate that fucking song for that very reason. Yeah, that's problematic. I hate it. I hate it. And it's very much like, I can help you through anything. I'll I'll be there for you. My love will be the cure. And I'm like, mm. Mm. I get what you're going for. The language and the vocabulary that you're using, I do not sit well with me. Mm-hmm. But that's because I've, I've known people who have destroyed themselves trying to fix people, cognizant or not. Mm-hmm. They take it on like, oh, I can help this person. I can bring them to the right steps. And then if it doesn't work out, that person takes it upon them as a like personal failure. Like, I couldn't do it. I wasn't yeah. a strong enough friend. Yeah. I wasn't supportive enough. I didn't know what I was doing. And it's so upsetting because then, like, in one specific instance, the other person was garbage. They were a god-awful person. They were not a person who wanted to be helped. They were a person who were manipulative. They were violent. They were not great. And then the person that was close to me was like, I can help them. I can fix them. I can be there for them. I can be supportive. I can help them grow. And that person took on so many physical and emotional hits just because of everything that they had to put themselves through. And they're like, well, I'm not going to give up because you don't give up on people like that. And I'm like... But also, good for yourself. You do have to. Yes, for the sake of you taking care of you. Yeah. And for you helping you, you need to let that other person go, or let someone else. Yeah. Have a try at them. Yeah, and people like that, and I'm, I'm not saying people like that without including myself because I'm so one of those people, but people, people like us <laughs> need to, and I don't mean us like you and me, but like us like these people that are listening and <laughs> then me. Um, need to realize that like though we want to help people and though we want to be supportive it gets to a point where you need to look at how much it's destroying you and that's not worth it once it gets to the point where you're suffering it's not worth it anymore and I'm saying that to you as much as I'm saying that to myself like that's legit a thing that absolutely needs to happen and it's not cool there also needs to be a balance between how much you can help someone and how much you are just doing things for other people um anna connor just released a video it's called uh or is it anna connor someone released a video i'm so sorry i will look this up and i'll put a link to it but the video is essentially what's the limit between being a good friend and enabling mm, yeah and that's hard that's and that really is difficult. very hard to be like oh i'm a supportive friend in the sense that if someone's choosing this lifestyle, I can help them through it. Or I would be like, I'll be your safe friend. Instead of being, no, cut that shit out. This is bad for you. This is not good for you. Mm-hmm. This is something you need to not do. Yeah. Because then you're also then the controlling friend. Mm-hmm. It's just so difficult. And there are so many limits that it's hard to hit. And that's why like, I think it's just so hard for the person who's trying to fix the other person... Because they have to jump through a lot more boundaries and hoops than the person that is being helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, like, life-ruining, like, this kind of attitude. It sucks. It really does. Um, but anyway, back to the episode. Um, so, Samantha decides that she wants to help Javier House, Javier House. be built. Um, and she went to this dude's house... And was, like, basically trying to get him to be on the board or, like, give money or something. Give money. I think she wanted a donation. Yeah, something like that. He hits on her. She's down because she's Samantha. Um, they start making out. And then his wife walks in. <gasps> and they never really say if Miranda... Or if Miranda... They never really say if Samantha knew that he was married. And I feel like... 
I think a PR person such as Samantha, especially because that was her goal for starting the Javier house, mm-hmm. was to get in line with all of these like celebrities and A-listers mm-hmm. because she knows who they are. Yeah. Because they are known, especially in her field, mm-hmm. I think she knew. Yeah. But also, she doesn't care. We've seen her, like, she was hooking up with someone who was, in a mar- it, who was married. Yes. And she was like, that's fine. I don't want to be in a relationship with me. She does, she, That's mm-hmm. not the issue for her. Right. Well, and that's... And I actually was... I was having this conversation with somebody the other day about how completely stupid it is, because this happens later in the episode, but I'm going to talk about it now because it's my podcast. Um, Do whatever I want. It's our podcast. Um... That like later on she's talking to some other lady who like gets all snippy with her because she's like um didn't you grope my husband at the party and blah 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 being angry at the person that you are not in a relationship with is garbage and I'm so pissed off at women that do this that you're not in the relationship with that other woman that other woman owes you nothing it's the dude that cheated on you that you need to worry about and that you need to kick to the curb straight up straight up and i'm so mad about that like that i don't understand women that do that and you know what hate mail us i can help a podcast at gmail.com oh bitch i will i, I will love to get that shit because i would be like strongly worded letter to whom it may concern first of all you're incorrect yeah i like at me i don't care <laughs> like i i'm I, I will fight you to the death on this. They I think don't there, owe you anything. I think there is a sense of just like in the sense of being a polite human being. It, they're not a great a, person. Right. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, if you know someone's in a relationship, like don't fuck them. Mm-hmm. But also, if you know that someone's fucking your man, be mad at your man. Mm-hmm. Like that's where your energy's going towards. 100%. Hold them accountable. They know what the fuck they were doing. They mm-hmm. were not tricked into having sex they were not given false information to make them forget that they were married or in a relationship right be mad at them Mm. have that argument with them fuck them yeah exactly not okay um so (laughs) so back to miranda she is um signing the paperwork for the apartment and the guy keeps like saying just you just you check the single box check the single box and it's getting so annoying and i am telling you right now that this particular issue has not changed since this episode aired go off mama i it pisses me off to no end how much i have gotten the same thing where it's like oh is your dad going to co-sign on your you know your car with you no it's my car it's my car it has my name on it if i buy something a house whatever i'm buying it and they always ask and, and not in the sense of, like, we need to fill out this paperwork without judgment. It's like, oh, oh, you're, you're, you're doing this alone. Are we sure that we can trust you with this? I mean, you do have a vagina. Like, that tends to go off on all sorts of stuff. It's so insane. Like, they don't take you seriously when you take your car in because you're just a woman. They don't give you... You know, like when you're buying a car, they think that you're stupid. They try and, like, get one over on you. It has not changed. And it's so disheartening. Even when I was married and I was buying my car. My car. The dude said to me, well, maybe you should you should bring your husband over before you commit to this car. 
Why? And I'm like, well, it's my car. And I guarantee you, he won't give a flying fuck about it. Because I'm the one who's driving it. It just makes me so angry that it's still so sexist like this. And it's so sexist. And it's so, like, oh, you're not going to get it. Like, I should explain to Mm -hmm. someone who's going to be in charge. Yeah. And that's... Like, no, motherfucker. mm. Yeah, that makes me so angry. So, Charlotte goes out on a date with dead wife dude. Um, dead wife dude. Oh, my God. I love him. Yeah. He's... I love that name. He's garbage. Um, So... He starts crying when they're walking on the street over his dead wife, which I'm sorry, but that would be a incredible turnoff for me. <laughs> I would be like, okay, listen, like you're allowed to be upset and I get it, but like you're crying on the street. You're crying on the street. You're out on a date. Clearly you're not ready for a date. I'd be like, clearly you're not ready for this. And I would walk away right there. You I wouldn't help. You wouldn't help them. No, I would like I would say to them, listen, like, you know, obviously you're going through a lot and this is like really hard for you. So, you know, let me put you in a taxi so that you can get home and don't call me again. Like essentially, like you need to go through this by yourself. Right. Like this you're not ready to date. I would not grief fuck him no. the way that Charlotte did. And grief sex, first of all, have you had it? No. You've never, never had grief sex. No. First of all, I don't know a lot of people who've died. Second of all, I don't fuck people when they're sad. So, yeah. I'm trying to get away from my sadness. Listen, I don't need somebody else's. <laughs> well, it's... So, I feel like grief sex is more like, okay, we're all feeling a little down. Mm-hmm. You know what would help? Sex. Lots of alcohol and sex. Oh, that's the last place I go to. That's the first place I go to. <laughs> Actually, no, that's not normally the first place that I go to. Um, But it has happened to me once. And, like, I literally have it in my notes. Grief sex, the best slash worst. Yes. Because it's super hot because it's wrong. But it's so wrong. You should not be doing it. And I'm definitely one of those people, I'm like, listen, if it's wrong but it feels right, it is okay. But that is just not for me. It's hard to... It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to admit that I've had it, but I have, and it's not, it is not okay, and yet it's really, really okay. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, my mind's telling me no. Right? But my body, my body's telling me yeah. We're, we're going to get sued. I don't give a fuck. I ain't got no money. Um, what are they going to do? Take my assets? Have them. I don't mm. own anything. <laughs> fuck you. IRS. Send me to jail. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie goes on her um, date slash non date with Big. Yeah, we're back to non. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm so. Uh, it's, it's season a, two, and I'm over Carrie and Big. I I've always hated Carrie and Big. Mostly because he doesn't seem to give a flying fuck about everything, but he'll still, like, just go along with stuff that he's too old to be going along with. See, that's what I like about Big, though. Big's just like, listen, whatever you want to do. Like, you make me happy. I just want to be where you are. And Let's do it. And then Carrie's usually yeah. like, let's go like, self-destruct. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, cool, as long as I'm close <laughs> to you. And I, yeah, so he fully agrees to go out with her, goes out with her. Like, it's no big deal. They are hardcore flirting. And here... It's my question. <laughs> Here is the question. I couldn't help but wonder <laughs> how much time has passed now. 
Oh, bitch, I could not. You know what I mean? Like, how much... Let's think about this. Like, how much time has passed for it to be okay for you to contact somebody that you broke up with and have it be okay to go out on a date with them? Three months. Never. Three months because they were dating for six months, so you need three months to get over it. Right. So she should be over it, but then the grief, like, triggered. So how long has it been? Because they would, they dated a year apparently. Even like I just the timetable pisses me off so terribly much because I don't think it's ever okay for you to do that. Once you've broken up, you've broken up. Really? I feel like you should not be calling them and saying, "Yo, let's just go out to Roberto's and grab a burrito." No, it's over, and that's, that's interesting. it. Interesting. I would I would like to hear more <laughs> from people, just because I've that that's something that I've never had to deal with. Like, me and my ex are super close. We're f- cool. But we're chill. did you have, like, a span of time where you were not? No. And that's, that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't have to go through it. But people always come up to the, like, yes, you could date again, the same person. Yes, you can try to start a relationship. Or you can be friends. Or you can just ignore each other completely and pretend that you both are dead to each other. Mm-hmm. And everyone says everything differently. And everybody's excuses make sense. So I think it depends on the person. But I'm always just so interested, like... Could you date an ex again? And it's it's hard because I feel like it depends on the ex. It, like maybe I could and sometimes maybe you can go back to the well again and maybe it's just it depends on how you broke up. I feel like the way that Carrie and Big broke up where she was a shit show and basically couldn't get him to commit and got cranky about it and left him with freaking airline tickets. I would still go on that trip and then break up later. Right? I would too. Um, I feel like the way that they broke up, it is not okay for her to call and essentially just booty call him back into a relationship. And that's exactly what she did and Big was okay with it. That's yeah. why I think Big is a garbage person. And yeah, that's why he's garbage and I hate that. Like That makes me so angry about Big and I'm not a fan but uh, Carrie also does have that thing where later on in the episode, like, they're making out. And then she's like, no, not here. I don't want this to be a sex thing. If I, if we're doing this, it's going to be something different. So then they go, like, on an actual date. Where do they go? They go to bowling? Yeah, they go bowling. bowling. Yeah. yeah. They so- go bowling as in an actual date, which I'm like, okay, this is cute. It's not like a romantic dinner like the mood is set it's not at someone's home making yeah. out or hooking up she's yeah. like i want us to go and have a good time together that doesn't involve our bodies yeah she literally said i took him to the most unromantic place i could think of and Boy. this was after and i'm so sorry but i no, have to point this out this was after she she made out with him a little bit was like i can't do this left and then screened her calls for two days four days four days Four days is a long time to be screening calls, and I'm surprised that he called that soon. Um, anyway, I'm surprised he called. <laughs> right? So, um, I feel like, yeah, but anyway, so he called, and then she, and then he came by, and she answered the door, and he was like, you know, you shouldn't, shouldn't be screening your calls. I had um, Yankee tickets, to which she's immediately like, oh, damn it, who did you take? And he's like, somebody that returns my calls. 
and they start making out like immediately because that's their thing yeah but they don't she doesn't like baseball (laughs) it wasn't about the baseball it was them just having a back and forth i have as my as my like note i have screen calls causes fomo oh my god (laughs) that's me though like oh i'm not gonna answer anyone's text or anything someone's like oh we did something fun why wasn't i invited you didn't answer you're right you should have found a way to let me know that you were doing something fun and then I would have maybe considered picking up your phone call. Listen, this is the thing. I don't think anyone should call anyone ever. Oh, I do. I hate talking on the phone so much. I also hate talking on the phone, but I also hate trying to make plans over text message. See, I like making plans over text message if it is concise and to the point. If it's like, we're going to see Wonder Woman at 710 on Tuesday. Got me boom do you want to do that or not yes i do i'll see you there done see i don't stand because most of the people seeing the people that like to have phone conversations are the type of people that can't have text message conversations and just hash that shit out and that's why i hate talking on the phone because that that back and forth i know several friends where they would call and it would take 25 minutes and it would be the exact same thing that i just said oh i hate that and i just and i hate talking on the phone i hate it See, I am just friends with all those people where it's it's not concise. No one ever has an answer. Because mm. I, 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 because I have gotten the note that I'm a very bossy or pushy person. So I'm like, let's delegate. So then I'm like, when are you free? What works best for you? And then people are like, well, this, this, this. And I'm like, after someone has responded, then I'm like, based off of the information you have given me, how about this time? It seems to work out for you. And then people respond. Now this is like three or five text messages, depending on how much that worked. And then I'm like, what works, would this work for you? Because I don't like to, I don't like to give people options. I like to tell people this, all you need to do is say yes or no. Hmm. And then people will always say no. And they're like, actually, I just thought of something. And then they would have to write it back. And what about this time? Well, I'm busy that day. What about this day? No, what about this day? If it's in a group message, it's worse. Mm, group messages are the worst. If group messages take three more, more than three messages to plan anything, I'm out. I'm yeah. done. I will not be there. Yeah. Unfollow. So when it comes to like that, not in group messages, but just those things, mm. I like to call people because that will take less amount of time. And I'm like, what day are you fucking free? Boom, boom, boom. I'm free these days. Based off of that, Tuesday. We have Tuesday free. Is that yeah. okay? Yeah. And if not, boom, then I'm like, we'll plan it some other day, and then I'm done. And then I'm done trying to plan something. Mm. I hate it. Yeah, that's fair. I also just hate talking to people. But if I'm going <laughs> to talk to someone, I'm not going to spend effort. I'm not going to spend 30 minutes not achieving something when I can spend a minute not achieving something. Yeah, I feel like in the time it takes me to have a conversation with somebody, I could have been like, these are your choices, A, B, or C. They pick C, and I'm like, see you then. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just... I don't know. And I just hate... Like, there are literally four people that I will talk to on the phone. Who are they? Name them out loud. No, because nobody knows who they are. Okay. I'll name them later. But there are literally four people that I will talk to over the phone and 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 be sort of okay with it. Everyone else, if they call me, I'll be like, unless someone died, what do you want? <laughs> like, you literally know that calling me is not an option. You need to text me. I'm just going to start calling you all the time now. I will literally never pick up. Okay, Carrie Bradshaw. (laughs) I will. Who will I talk to? I will talk to my friend Siobhan because Mm -hmm. she lives in Florida. That bitch has always got the stories. (laughs) And we cannot text those. And then I always have the stories. So we need to have that. And it's nice to hear her voice because she sings like an angel. Part two, my friend McKinley. Because McKinley 
think of like a stoned fuckboy, but take out the fuckboy part of it, but keep like just like that air. Like the like more of a frat boy? No, like okay. I don't she is a DJ. She smokes yes. weed. She's Say no super more. cool. Fantastic. <laughs> so you get that fear, like, oh she's a fuckboy. Mm. But not. Like she's just super cool. <laughs> like if fuckboys were cool, that's her. Fair. But she's also like in her like first relationship that's super nice and super sweet and like it took time to get there and I'm like I love her and I want to hear what she has to say and my dad because my dad ticks ticks <laughs> like a fuck boy <laughs> and he like shortened and abbreviated everything I was like dad I have to do this in a different language this <laughs> I is can't, difficult I can't do this yeah I just I just hate it I hate it so much I wish that they would just like remove it if I could just like remove the the, the phone app from my phone I would do it. I hate it so much. If I need concise answers, I'm just like, I'm gonna call you. I can't do this. Like, I, I mean, need something now. If things now. are going, if things are going back and forth and it's getting dumb, mm-hmm. then I'll be like, okay, we're calling. We're getting this hashed out. No, that's my first resort. I don't want to spend time on my phone. And then I'm like, boom, got it. Don't text me until that day. <laughs> Love it. Um, so anyway, back to the episode. So Miranda is packing up her old apartment um, and chowing down on some takeout which looked delicious mm-hmm. uh, um and she starts choking on i'm assuming a piece of chicken or something a um, wonton let's just say it's a wonton okay she was choking on a wonton yes and she she kind of freaked out um and was like i'm i'm going to die alone and i literally like wrote down in my notes i feel this on a spiritual level I had a complete meltdown when I had my tonsils out and I was in lots and lots of pain and my toilet decided to overflow and I shouldn't have been, I should have been keeping my head elevated, but when there is standing water (laughs) under, like literally like leaked out, wouldn't stop went all the way like under my bed into my studio apartment it was a travesty and i had no idea what to do i called our friend stacy and was just like panic attacking she like came up with her mop like i don't know what i would have done without her quite honestly i would have i would have died i would have drowned i would have drowned <laughs> i had no idea that like toilets had emergency shutoff valves and like literally she helped me out so much and we mopped everything up and everything was dry and she even like like did like this cute lemon pledge thing with it and everything and so it was like it was perfect i moved my bed back everything was fine and i just sat down and i just started to cry and i was like i can't do this alone like i literally can't do life alone i don't know what i'm doing it was it hit hard like i've never had i've never been in that position but this was one of the better episodes for miranda because nothing miranda did was like crazy or out of place Mm -hmm. life just happened to her and it was super tragic and her being in her house this was a good moment for Cynthia Nixon and that's why I get so angry when they make Miranda a shitty person because Mm -hmm. Cynthia Nixon can give good character Mm -hmm. just give her something to do that doesn't require her being a fucking asshole Mm -hmm. she calls Carrie and at first Carrie's screening her call and then Miranda's upset knowing that Carrie is screaming her call. She's like, I almost just died. I almost just choked alone in my apartment and you're screening my call Mm -hmm. and then Carrie's like obviously what's going on and then Miranda just has this little breakdown and it's so beautiful the way it was done mm-hmm. because it was tragic. It was sad. And it, like 
this was the most that I've ever felt for any of the episodes. Like, this one hit. Yeah. And it was so good and so well done. And this was actually one of the better episodes yeah, that we've seen. And it was just so sad. And then the whole, everything just hit Miranda. Because Miranda's like, I have nobody. If I wasn't resourceful, like, I would have died. Mm-hmm. Nobody would have found me for, yeah. like, a week. Yeah. Cat would have eaten my face. The cat would have eaten my face. And then she was talking about how, like, her emergency list, like, her first contacts on her phone are her parents. And she doesn't like her parents. And they live in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And then Carrie... It's like, well, you could have put me, like, saying the friend thing. Mm-hmm. And then Miranda's like, you screen your calls. Mm-hmm. No, I could not have done that. And then, like, what's Carrie going to say? Because that's exactly what she did. Mm-hmm. And Miranda's calling her out for the bullshit. And it was so real and so raw. And I'm like, this was a good moment in Sex and City history. And also just, mm-hmm. like, that hit, that resonated. Yeah. And it's it's so true. And, like, and literally, like, so much has happened. Um and being able to count on your friends like this, I think, are, is one of the better aspects of Sex in the City is that they are all there and they're all together and they're there for each other. And it's it, that friendship is a beautiful thing. And it's so nice to see that represented. Like, I, I literally, without Stacy, I there would probably still be a puddle in this apartment and I would have moved out. <laughs> I would have moved out. I wouldn't have taken any of my things. I would have burned everything. I would not. I would have been like i can't live here this is awful like i i would you just quit oh yeah i would have quit but she saved my freaking hide and like it was i don't know what i would have done without her because i literally don't own a mop like i just don't own anything it's so bad and i was so grateful to her like i don't know what i would have done without her and and she's she is one of those people that that we kind of have like almost an understanding that if we're calling each other there's an emergency now (laughs) like literally like i will text her and i'll be like hey popkin you want to come up for some wine or something and like we all know it's all cool but if i'm calling her we're freaking out like we're freaking out together because she called me um when we were recording the podcast last time there was a shooting right after we finished filming or recording and um and Stacy happened to be there and saw the gunman and she was totally freaking out and like she didn't want to go back to her apartment she was like wigging and like I was like well j- what do you want to do buddy like when we we went down to the fourth floor we checked it out we called you like it it was like I we were there for each other and I'm I'm not glad that it happened like I'm not glad that she like totally freaked out and that that happened to her but i'm glad that i could be there for her the way that she was there for me right and i don't know what i would do without those kind of um of, of friendships you know like that's important and i think that that's one of the the things in sex in the city that still resonates and is still great you know is the friendship between between everybody and yeah that's kind of that's all I have for the episode. What else do you have? Um, I just want to talk about mm-hmm. a little bit more about Sam's business. Mm-hmm. So Samantha is all of a sudden like blacklisted from being a socialite because she slept with that or because she was making out with that girl's husband. Mm-hmm. She kind of spread the word around. Sam wasn't allowed in like certain public spheres just because she was like she was a leper. She like was. Her. She was a they, social pariah. A social pariah. They didn't let her eat at certain restaurants. 
They didn't let her into certain events, and she was going crazy. And they, nothing really came of that. Like, I don't know what she learned. They Anna Karenina nutted her ass. Oh, I love Anna Karenina. Mm-hmm. So much. Did you see the latest, like, adaptation of it? With Karen Knightley? Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. I oh, loved it. Loved I was watching one. with someone, and they did not appreciate what was going on. I was like, it's like understand. stage. They're everything that and they're doing. They're doing it right here. They're moving the pieces. Oh, it's delicious and, the way and it's beautiful. Moved, it was beautiful. Hero is gorgeous. Oh, it was great. Oh my god, and it's one of my favorite books of all time. And I was like, this is gorgeous. They're an appreciation. I was like, don't talk to me. Yeah, I can't handle this. This is art. Get out of my face. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte, now with Ned the Widower, he invites her to go set flowers upon his wife's grave, and she's like, fuck yeah. Death gets me hard. Sounds bro. like a plan. Yeah. And so they're there. She's wearing white. He's obviously in black to repay respects to his dead wife. She brings lilies because those are her favorite flowers. Mm-hmm. And then he looks back and behind Charlotte's car that's like that took her there, two more cars arrive. And two women step out also carrying lilies. And at first, I don't know why, I thought they were having like the funeral procession. Oh. For her at that moment, and I was like, "This guy's wife died a week, week ago. ago." Yeah, and then okay. I was like freaking out. That's why I was like, "What the fuck?" And then what actually turned mm. out to be is that this guy uses his dead wife to get girls to like him, to go on dates with them, mm-hmm. and all these these girls who are showing up are all girls that like he's involved with. Yeah, and this is the, this. I have a question for you in regards to this because this is super problematic, and I'm not saying that you do it, but maybe you know Ooh, people bitch. who do it. I probably do. No, you don't. I'm sure you don't. I don't understand how guys can compartmentalize that kind of thing. You're getting pity sex. Pity mm-hmm. sex is not as good as I think your hot sex. Why would you settle for that? Why would you do that? Because I know guys that will lie, guys that will try and make themselves less than so that the girl will be like, oh, it's so sad, I can fix you by fucking you. Why do you want that kind of sex it's not that kind of sex that people go after and, and i don't do this you are very correct yeah it's not that this sex is what pe- people go after or the guys go after specifically it's sex because sex is one of those things that are are told to you that always feel good like mm-hmm. you don't have bad sex and if you do it's like it's a hilarious story mm-hmm. but for guys like sex is sex like it's good sex no matter what if you're having sex if someone's playing with your dick, you're fantastic. Hmm. And then also, it's just that, like, everything is fine. Mm-hmm. So if you're having sex, you're like, okay, this is the rhythm. I'm back into it. So, like, for this guy specifically, he's like, I'm moving on because now I'm involved with other people. Despite them only want to have sex with him because, like, he lost his wife. He's like, okay, but I'm I'm on it because oh, right. people are having sex with me. I'm back to that. My People are accepting me enough to have sex with, so that means that I must be fine. I must be okay enough for people to have sex with because you. So it's like a like a form of validation seeking. Almost. Yes, it's a dangerous, it's yeah. a destructive form of validation mm-hmm. seeking, but it is validation seeking mm-hmm. in the sense that it's part of your grieving process. Is to get things back to normal. Yeah. And there's like a set level for an American male. <laughs> it's that people want you. You're successful. People want to have sex with you because you are handsome and you have money and you have the car and the house. And Mm -hmm. if people are having sex with you, that kind of like validates the package deal. And so that's part of you being like, I'm good now. You're not good. No. Because you're repressing your grief instead of like exploring and dealing with it properly and then Mm -hmm. helping you find a place where you are 
actually through the grieving process mm-hmm. which like 100% you never are like you still hold feelings you still hold sure. those attachments mm-hmm. because that person matters to you obviously mm-hmm. otherwise you wouldn't be grieving yeah but like as well as you can through that process and feel good and feel fine and be able to smile mm-hmm. yeah there are some guys though that will legitimately lie yeah about their situations about whatever and that's what I don't understand is it's like you're you're lying to get less than sex but you're right dudes are just like sex is sex once it starts it doesn't matter how you got there just that as long as they nut they're fine just as long as there's that destination (laughs) like that's which is i'm sorry that's awful yes men are are terrible like men are disgusting i hate them (laughs) i miss women challenge her into a female do it. <laughs> and then me next podcast. Women are the worst. I hate them. They're terrible. Women are terrible. Actually, I'm Paige pretty and I've been sure. Seeing each other for five minutes, and I hate them all. I hate all of them. <laughs> Take me back to 1918, please. <laughs> I'm pretty sure in this podcast, I've already said that I hate women and men both. I you don't hate like people. People. Yeah, you hate people. I also didn't think that I like birds. But my best friend just got a bird with her girlfriend, and I met her, and she's the most beautiful thing in the entire world, and I love her. I love it. She can't fly yet because she's a baby, Aww. but she can, like, crawl, or not crawl, but, like, like hop hop everywhere. Oh, cute. And we were, all three of us were hanging out at their house, and they have this beautiful, like, cage for her. It's, like, made out of wood. It's in, like, a corner, and it's set up so great. And they leave the door open and set her in there, and she'll, like, glide her way down to the floor hop across and we were sitting on the couch she got on my foot mm-hmm. like on my toes and then i lifted my foot up parallel to the rest of my body and she just hops down the entire line oh. of my leg <laughs> and uses her beak and her little feet to like crawl up my shirt onto my like shoulder blade nestles up in between my neck recognizes that i'm wearing a hat and then crawls her way up <laughs> to the top of my head that's so cute. I love her. Her <laughs> name is Sweet Pea, and I've taken to calling her Sweaty Piss. <laughs> this is who I am as an uncle. This is who I am as a godfather. I love it. And I love that bird more than anything else in the entire world. She pooped on my nipple, and I almost started crying because I was so happy. <laughs> I don't think you're bisexual anymore. I think you're bird sexual. I will not fuck that bird. That's <laughs> literally my niece. You're disgusting. I just think she's precious. I didn't say I that. I also want a salamander. Okay. That's, that's an interesting... Go about that. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be all right with that. Well, cool. Cool. This is but, it. So that's... Yeah, that was our episode. By the um, time this podcast comes out, this episode specifically, I will be back in town from a super cool hippie festival. Hopefully I'm not dead. Hopefully I didn't overdose on drugs. Nor did I contract something from eating vegetarian slash vegan food. Slash I'm not lost in the woods. Slash (laughs) they didn't sacrifice me to the gods above. Hopefully I'm on my way back from the festival because I work today. Yikes. Well, best of luck to that. Best of luck. I will have no signal out there and I'm really excited for that. Just so nobody can call me or talk to me. Yeah, unplugging, like, having to, I, I can see it being super awesome. I'm so excited because if I try to unplug now, people get so mad, like, well, I needed to talk to you. Well, like, I needed this, I needed that. And I'm like, 
Yeah, I get that. I totally get it. Sometimes I need space for myself. People are like, well, I hope you got it. And now I have no choice. <laughs> like, I'm going to be out of the area. I'm like, sorry. I can't help you. You better post on social media right before you go. And no. Be like, I got nothing, so don't try and contact no. me. Because then you'll just come back to a whole, like, phone full of, where the fuck are you? And I'm going to love it because I'm not going to reply to a single <laughs> message. Because you can't. Uh, well, I will be holding down the fort. And so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at we swear on Chanel. Um, you can email us at I couldn't help but podcast. Send us your bad dates and bad hookup stories. Yes. And please send us your bad dates for a new bad dates episode. And can we yeah. have good dates? Can we have a good date episode? I can find a good date. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Step Got your pussies up, boys. Yeah, right. Step it. I've gotten to the point now where I'm literally on the dating sites just for the entertainment factor. Paige will send me screenshots of conversations she's having with people. All the time. And they're so fucking vapid. <laughs> and Paige's delivery, like, and replies to them are just so fucking hilarious. And the people are like, they just don't get it. They just don't understand life. It's awful. And they just keep going forward. And then I'm just like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Good for them. They yeah. have some tenacity. Yeah, they're awful. <laughs> so, anyway, that is our episode. We will talk to you next week. See ya. Always wear a condom. Always wear a condom. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>